Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. As we go back to local programming on 106.3 KXNO. Trent and I here with you until 1 o'clock. Murph and Andy follow us. And then the drive with Heather and Sean 3 until 6. Uh, the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Uh, here's what's coming up on the program for us today. Bottom of the hour, we'll talk Hawks with John Bowen Camp. Uh, he will join us. AP for John. HawkeyeNation.com uh, and IowaCollegeHoops.com. John will join us. I will do a little baseball and guessing as well as he is a huge Dodger fan. He'll want to gloat a little bit, I understand. Uh, coming up at 11.30. 11.50, Mitch Holt is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, who will, when it's all said and done, have the one seed in the AFC. Worked through it last night, Trent. It's over. It's over. Yeah. Hate, hate yeah. to say it. Mm-hmm. But the, the AFC is still going through Arrowhead Stadium, just as unlikely as that seemed uh, with Miami falling uh, on Monday night. Um, Chiefs have it all in front of them. Hour number two. Bill Seals on Iowa State, CycloneReport.com, 12.05. And then off to Chicago, we'll catch up with the Capman coming up here at 12.30. Trent's plays of the day. You'll find something to bet on, but boy, yeah. oh boy, is it slim pickings. No, no, no. Plenty of great stuff. Not great games. I got a bone to pick with your Jets last yeah, night. So what a I. pitiful performance <laughs> get, that was. Get in line. <laughs> get in line, yeah. Off ah, five on the power play. Worst team Ooh. in the league, and they got by... The good guys last night. Anyways, um, so yeah, that shot your parlay down in flames, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were, had the other legs, did you not? We did, yeah. We got the Oilers home. We got the Golden Knights home. We were looking good. The Jets just couldn't put one in the back no. of the net. Uh, this will be, I'll bring this up with Cappy. I, I uh, hesitate to bring it up. Did you see Connor Bedard's goal? I did. Jesus. I just happened. Did you? It was one of those crazy just timing things, and I literally had just flipped there. Yeah. And just as, within seconds. Really? Yeah. It was one of the wildest things. And Gifted. Maybe one of 10 goals I've seen this year in hockey. <laughs> well, you picked one of the right ones right. to watch. My God, he's unbelievable. Anyways, we'll talk to Cappy about the Chicago teams, Cubs, Course Sox, the Bears, Justin Fields. Uh, I guess it's a good thing, a good problem to have as to um, you know what they're going to do. But we'll talk to all those things about Cap coming up at 1230. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsor our weekly conversations uh, with Cappy. So lots of uh, ground to cover, kind of like we did in the first segment yesterday. We're all over the map with our guest list uh, yesterday. We'll do a lot of that here in the first segment of the program. The Swarm getting a $500,000 bump from Elite Sportsbook. What's the guy's name? Kier? The guy that runs Don? Not sure. Yeah, I don't know him. Um, Anyways, um, look on the surface. (sighs) Casino, sports wagering, student athletes. But at the same time, if there's a state in of the 50, well, how many are there actually that you can wager on? Uh, we're approaching 40 now. We're approaching 40, 40 out of 50. We'll use, we'll round to 40. If there is one state that you would think that, um, uh, you would be surprised if you have any student athletes betting on sports. <laughs> I guess I would right. probably be uh, toward the top of that list after what we went through uh, coming up last year. Um, what, a year ago from May when it hit the fan. But uh, you're, just your thoughts. Are you okay with it? It's um, 
Look, they, they say all the right things. Mm-hmm. Um, at least Sportsbook, has, that's not the first time that they've partnered with the Swarm. And what they asked the student-athletes to do, and they did, was show up to events that they're part of. Toys for Tots, mm-hmm. um, Boys and Girls Club. Um, well, there, were, there was three of them. Um, Anyways, you get my you get yeah. my point. When they have an event, uh, a charitable event, they have Hawkeye athletes stop by and um, you know mingle with people. I guess that's what it's supposed to be about. So that checks the box as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely, uh, it's money, and it's that's money. what they need. And there's, I mean, if you're going to take money for alcohol, yeah, I mean, it's a vice. Mm-hmm. What's gambling? It's a vice. We hear on the broadcast, you hear Eddie talking about Bud Marys. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's another one uh-huh. here. Yes, is it all tangled up, but because a player got an OWI, are you, nope, can't take money from right, alcohol, sorry. Right, right. Sorry, Anheuser-Busch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those big checks are nice, but nope. uh, we can't, no. Exile, look, it was a great idea, but yep. it's not going to work out. No, of course not. Yeah. And the same thing here. Right, I, I, I agree with you. I, our view is a little tainted. Uh-huh. Our largest sponsor is Circa. Uh-huh. We have a national deal with DraftKings. Right. We have done other things with other gambling companies. So we're not student athletes. <laughs> we're not. But there's still, and from time to time, I hear it. Well, why? Why do you even talk about those things? That that's the reality. Mm-hmm. That's how the world works. It does, and it is. And, and it in is. this world, like and it or what not, we're doing right now in the NIL space, you need uh-huh. money. Uh, and Iowa State will not accept that money, apparently. I, I saw a post from Brent Bloom. Somebody asked Bloomy if um, you know Iowa State would be willing to um, let Bloom go out and try and find a casino partner. And he said that the athletic department... Look, we know Jamie Pollard does not want to sell beer at Jack Trice. Mm-hmm. Now, he'll do to the, you know, to the elites. Sure. The unwashed... Screw you. Right. Right. Drink out the parking lot. God forbid. Yeah, you're not you're not gonna be able to buy a beer. Um, it's only an elite class of people that can buy a beer in my stadium. Um, as we know. So he's against that, he's leaving money on the table. Apparently he does not want to get in bed uh, or have the We Will Collective get in bed with a casino entity. It's here. Well, you know what would happen very quickly if we saw a half dozen guys with eligibility, good players that just departed because of NIL. Mm-hmm. I think most every Cyclone fan's tune would be changing. And with it, I think their collective would have to change. I think it would. If you're leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars on the board uh-huh. and you're seeing on top of it athletes leave. And apparently they are because, I mean, I don't know if Brent could come up with a $500,000 deal like uh, like the Swarm did. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't even have the ability to reach out and try and find a partner. Iowa State Athletics is the least funded of the public institutions. Year after year, we see the giving is at the bottom of the Big 12. Mm-hmm. It is a consistent refrain inside that fan base. It's not a big one, nope. and it's not a one that donates at the same level as their Big 12 brethren. And then you're handcuffing them even further mm-hmm. with this. On the surface, it doesn't make sense to me. But again, I understand. My view is tainted. Yep, mine too. So I understand it. If somebody could explain it to me, okay, I'm willing to listen, but on the surface, it doesn't make sense to me to leave that money that is out there mm-hmm. that absolutely can help your collective to leave it for reasons, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I understand that um, we were the subject of the state was the subject of some would say an unfair investigation. It's why just us? Why were we um, singled out? Uh, but we were. And again, I think that if, if, if a student athlete uh, on the heels of what student athletes went through, 
um, this past off season. If somebody's going to bet on sports right now, well, we can't help you. Mm-hmm. We I mean, come on. Uh, anyways, we're staying in the Big Twelve, and this one I think is going to be even a more difficult uh, pill to swallow um, for fans of the Big Twelve. I think we saw a first domino fall yesterday, and where I'm going with this is. Did you see the announcements? Do you know where the Big 12 media days are next year? Vegas. Yeah. Uh-huh. In Vegas. Uh, they've, the last few years, they've been in Dallas. Um, Dallas is not a Big 12 city anymore. Waco is. It's close. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Um, Fort Worth is. It's the, it's the sister city. Um, but with the Big 12 willing to hold their media days... In Las Vegas, what's next? The Pac-12 has gone out of business. Yes. The Pac-12 holds their basketball tournament in Las Vegas. The Pac-12 owns Friday night of championship weekend. We just saw a phenomenal game. Washington and Oregon. Your new commissioner of your conference thinks like a promoter. That's what Brett Yormark was. Was he not the president of Rock Nation? Yeah. Right, he was in charge of taking the Brooklyn Nets from a just another name uh, to try to build up that franchise. He's got a remarkable background, and it's a sales background. It's getting eyeballs on products, and I get it. And there's going to be kicking and screaming. I think that this would be the one not break their back because Iowa State fans are a loyal bunch, and they what's their song? Loyal sons and daughters forever true. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they I mean it it would take something much more serious than this, I think. But in the years to come, will you be shocked when, because I believe it'll happen, the Big 12 basketball tournament, once, once the contract is up with Kansas City, moves to Las Vegas if no uh, conference has moved in and taken those Pac-12 dates? I, I won't be shocked. I don't think there's any doubt about it. We know the Big 12, a uh, Big 10, excuse me, and Vegas have been in talks. Mm-hmm. Well, further than talks, it's yep. going to happen. Yep. It has not been announced. No, ma- no matter what Nicole Auerbach tries to tell us, it will happen. Mm-hmm. We know it will happen. And the same thing here. You mentioned it. There's a huge hole. And mm-hmm. especially for football, there's a hole now. Look, Vegas, even without the Pac-12, there's still, what, four other conference tournaments that are held in Vegas. The Mountain yeah, West. Mountain West. The WCC. Yep. The WAC. Uh, and there's one more. There is one more. Is it the Big the big West? Those four are still there. Even right. Minus right. the Pac-12. Yeah, some of them start the week before, correct? Right. Yep. Right, yeah. But you have that going on. We were out there for two years ago for conference tournament week that oh, are coming up on two years ago. And yeah, you'd see random... Look at that, a Wyoming fan yeah. walking Colorado by. State Rams. <laughs> yep. Hey, yeah, there's, yep. there's an Aggie for New Mexico yep. State. And they're all over the place, yep. and, and you're going to see plenty of that. But with that hole, Kansas City, great location. It's, you can drive it. I get it. It's, it's, Iowa it's, State fans can. Uh-huh. Arizona fans can't. Nope. Utah fans can't. Nope. Arizona State, BYU. Uh-uh. Nope, nope, nope. And you put it in a destiny. This is not putting in Oklahoma City. You have to do what you have to do this to isn't get eyeballs to your product. This is Vegas. Uh-huh. It is different. And right now, like it or not, you're at you're at best number three. <laughs> and I believe you are number three. Yes. But the ACC has still got some pretty big brands that reside there, at least for the time being. Um, and Brett Yormark does, it wants to do something uh, to uh, elevate his conference as far as you know, uh, making it available for people to see it. And what better city? I guess you have to fly and you can't. Well, you can drive. It's a long drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a perfect destination. You've got a phenomenal, you've got great venues. You've got um, plenty of, of uh, hotel space. 
You're going to be the Power Light District. It's a it's a great cool it's a cool place. I get it, but you have the whole strip. You know, take over a couple of property Cyclone fans, and you know, Cyclone fans, you're at the Mandalay Bay, and so there's another team that's at their headquarters or wherever the MGM, and um, I could see it happening, Trent. I could, mm-hmm. and that is going to be. And that's when the rubber hits the road as far as um, the outcries and the outrage really uh, goes to a new level. Don't you see it that way? From Cyclone fans, yeah. From Kansas fans, absolutely. Mm -hmm. K-State. Yep. But your league held together. Look at a big picture. That's But I I totally agree with you. I'm glad you used those words. There could have been another path. Uh And the other path for certainly Iowa State, Kansas State, Baylor was not a path you want to take. Nope. Yeah, it sucks for you individually, but when you look at a big picture, I know it's tough to do, but understand what could have been. You needed the Arizona schools, mm-hmm. Utah, BYU. I, I still think they need the two leftovers from the Pac-12 because I think, I mean, they, there's one more move to be made, Trent, and mm-hmm. that's Armageddon. That's, um, that's, uh, that's the power conferences, right? What yeah. is better for the future of the Big 12? Adding those two that are going to cut into the pie right now. Uh-huh. And going to take away, say, five to eight million dollars a year for the next decade. That's likely how the pie would still be divvied up. Or waiting when the ACC implodes. And I didn't say if; I said when, because it will happen. Mm-hmm. The ACC it's, it's coming, yep. will implode. And I think maybe this whole Florida State being left out of the playoff might have been a spark plug as far as moving that timeline up. Look, all summer long, Florida State was bitching and moaning about their league. And then what happened to them? They got left out. Absolutely. The quarterback got hurt. They're left out. Everybody has been looking yep. for a path. Florida State, mm-hmm. Clemson, North Carolina, those are all programs that the Big Ten and the SEC, along with Notre Dame, are going to be fighting over. But then you get into the next tier, into that next group of teams. Does it make more sense to wait for Dukes and the Wake Force of the world? Or go out, and again, we're talking about the future, or divvy up the pie right now for Oregon State and Washington State that just... Unfortunately for them, I don't want to be callous, they don't add anything. They don't add anything. I think you wait and you take what you can out of the ACC. Take what you can there and then solidify yourself. Because you don't want to run out of spots. If the final number is 20 or 22 or 24, you don't want to run on spots for teams that just don't add a whole lot. If it's there, go out, find value. Heck, at that point, maybe Tulane has consistently become a winner as we've seen in the next couple of years. All right, now we're adding the New Orleans market. We're adding a very good institution athletically and academically. We don't know what the future is. Look, if you would have said 15 years ago that Central Florida is going to be in the Big 12, you would have been scoffed at. Right, or UCLA's in the Big 10. Right, but programs change, and Tulane's one that absolutely could change. South Florida could be one Mm -hmm. that changes at that point. That's what we don't know. I just won't want to run out of chairs, whatever that final number Uh is, by bringing in Oregon State and Washington State, as much as it sucks for those two programs. Yeah, I, I see your point. I do see your point. Um, well, it's, I mean, I, I reached out to Scott Knock immediately last night when I saw the announcement. I caught me in. I'm going, sell this thing, get it sponsored. I'm covering Big 12 Media Days. Can I come year. with you? Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, that wouldn't work. It, it's it's going to be a blast. Mm-hmm. going to be a blast. And, and here's the other thing. The media wants to go. You're right. The media will... Um, you know, so I've been to Dallas. I've been to the last four or five of them. It's kind of getting a little bit stale. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take this year off. No, you're not taking it off if you're going to Las Vegas. Well, look at us. How many times do we go to Chicago? Because we love Chicago mm-hmm. for Big Ten Media Days. Mm-hmm. 
it was a bit of an excuse, but we still went there and worked and got information and did what you're supposed to do while you're working. Yeah, did our radio show, yeah. But Indianapolis, no, we haven't gone. No, no desire to. No, and Indianapolis is fine. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine. okay. But it's not Chicago. No, not even close. Not even close. And it's downtown different. Chicago in the summertime is yes. my favorite big city in the world. Hopping in the car four hours, hopping in the car eight hours. Yeah, you, you you choose. Or trying to find a flight, completely different. So Vegas, I think you're going to see certainly more media members on the national scale. Without a doubt. That are going to go there. Uh-huh. And when you're looking to accelerate what your conference is and trying to grab a stranglehold on the number three conference, these are the things that you do. Yep. Your mark, again, Got it right. He does. That's what this is. What this cat does. He's a promoter. Rock Nation. That's what that was his background. Um, and and I mean, f- find his misstep. Look at everything that he's done. I mean, can you can you poke holes at anything? Well, our buddy Petey would poke holes in where he put the media. Oh, for... yeah. Well, he's not alone. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. I can't cry for that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. You can cover the game just fine. Upstairs, as you can, close to me. Sure, sure. Uh, will this prevent some Cyclone fans from going to the Big 12 tournament? Probably so. Yeah. Probably so. Well, and how many times do we see, even in a year that isn't outstanding, a top four, but you know what? If they do win on it's Thursday, South. we're going to go on Friday. Yeah. Right? You yeah. know, those kind of things. You can't Take make... over the p l well, it's two hours. They're right. <laughs> two and a half hours. You can't do that. Well, from your place, Vegas. from Northern Ankeny, it's you know, a little yeah. further. We're pushing it a little further, but... <laughs> You can't do that in Vegas. Uh, this is something that has to be, you put it in there, mm-hmm. you're making plans probably right mm-hmm. now to get that set up. Mm-hmm. Will it bounce around outside of... Yeah, I think it will. I yeah. don't think it's there forever. I th- um, do we see it in Phoenix? You got you have to do something for these other schools. Or is Vegas enough? For the West Coast leg of your conference, Vegas is enough. That is where we're helping you out. But we're not going to put it in Salt Lake City. Right. We're not going to put it in Phoenix. No, for heaven, God forbid they put it in Salt Lake City. Right. Is, there, is there a bar in Salt Lake City? There is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did Utah Star used to be is. a dry state? Yeah, yeah, years ago. I think there's still some dry counties there. Salt Lake City, though, is, I guess, the most cosmopolitan, is it? if you will. Of they got Utah. a beautiful airport. That's the only place I've oh, been. Yeah. I've, I've flown into it. What's their hub? Is it a Delta hub? I don't remember what hub. Well, it yeah, was. it used to be Delta Airlines. Oh, that of is course, the best it was Delta. Arena. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beautiful airport, very scenic when you fly into it, into the mountains there on one side. Anyways, uh, it won't be ideal, but you know what? You know what is ideal? You're still kicking, and you're still in a one of the top three conferences in college athletics, and you have to put that when you're balancing the scales. Um, Things are different, right? Things have changed. College athletics have changed. Believe it or not, players are getting paid, right? Everything has changed in the last... Can you imagine somebody that went into a coma <laughs> yeah, right. five years ago and, and was a huge college fill-in-the-blank basketball, football, whatever your uh, your choice is, and you woke up to this and you... My, are you kidding me? Speaking of getting paid, did you see the movement with NIL and the University of Iowa? They hired somebody, right? Let's go Scott Brickman. Who, who, do you know Scott Brickman? Yes, I met Scott before. He was the number two, I guess, for all intents and purposes. At what? For the Swarm Collective. Okay. He was the chief operating officer. Behind that Brad guy? Yes, yeah. Brad, Brad was Heinrich? the one that came up with it, and then Scott was very quickly hired. Okay. Scott has been involved yep. at the University of Iowa in a number of different roles for a number of years. Mm-hmm. He has been brought on now back to the university. Change is coming. We know that these collectives, as we know them, are eventually going to be under the umbrella of each athletic department. Mm-hmm. It's going to get there. 
Is if this... they are under the umbrella of an athletic department, does that make it more likely that you cannot take casino money? Mm, I don't think so, okay. because listen to Hawkeye broadcast, you hear them talking about Riverside. Yeah. There's commercials for that, so mm-hmm. I would say no. Okay, uh, But yeah, this is a hire that I think maybe signifies, can signal, at least the way that I read into it, sooner rather than later, we're going to get to this point. The new NCAA president... Has been Charlie Baker? Yeah, he is working to try to clean up this mess. And the NCAA created their own bed mm-hmm. and dug themselves a really deep hole. He is working to get out of it. And this is the simplest way. We hear about the horror stories. The quarterback uh, that was going to Florida. Yeah, right. All that money was you know, supposed $13 to get. million. Dollars, they didn't have $13 no, million dollars no. to pay him. And the funny money that we're not exactly sure where it is. You put it under an umbrella athletic department. Mm-hmm. All right. You got a few checks and balances. Look. We're lucky that we have guys like Brent Bloom and Brad Heinrichs that are running our collectives here in the state. Because other places, it's a mess. And you have collectives almost fighting amongst themselves. What was that? I think it might have been Florida had three different collectives. They did, yes. And trying to figure out. it was Florida. All right, who do you talk to? Which collective do you talk to? Mm -hmm. Are football players going to different collectives? I mean, what a mess that has to be. This is eventually where it's going to get. I wonder if this signifies, at least Iowa Uh. believes, this is going to happen sooner rather than later. Uh, fascinating where it's coming, where it's going, but change is upon us. And with the news that Las Vegas is hosting Big 12 Media Days, what's next? What's next? Is it the basketball tournament? Is it the Friday night football championship game? Do you really need to go back to Dallas? Well, how many... I mean, it's a great building. I'll give you that. But Allegiant's not exactly chopped liver. Right. You got Houston there. Now, Houston is further than Baylor. Tech, that's a hall across the state from Lubbock to get over there. Because what, you got four institutions now in the state of Texas? Mm, yeah, yeah. TCU. Yep. And you still got TCU Texas there Tech. as the home base. Yep, yep. I don't think Dallas is going away by any means. I think it'll be a part of a rotation trend. But I yes. do believe that there will come a time once, I have no idea how long the Big 12 contract is, but through but, 2027. Okay, so you you got to believe that Brett Yormark's going to shop. Oh, that's KC, excuse me. That's for Kansas City. All right, well, whatever, which, whatever other the two entities, Yormark's going to shop it. Yes. And he's already shown a willingness to do, to do business in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? Right. I don't understand. You're not going to be able to drive. Uh, Cyclone fans are not going to be able to take over the Sprint Center. There's more teams in the Big 12 now. Yeah. You have to throw a carrot to your... Uh, Big 12 brethren. It's not a Plains Conference anymore. It's not. It's This thing's expanded. It's gone west. It's a national Uh conference. And because it's a national conference, you have to look at it nationally. Not regionally anymore. It is now a national conference, and you have to play like a big boy if you're going to be a national conference. And I get the angst that's going to come with us, and it's going to take a lot of arrows, and I'll never go again. I'm not even going to watch it. You're not going to cut off your nose to spite your face. Don't be a liar. Right. 11.25. John Bowenkamp joins us next. I just got a text from Nick Athen. I think the the guest list tweets a little off. We got Nick Athen at 11.50. Don't we have Mitch Holtis at 11.50? We do, yeah. Okay, good stuff. I thought so. I must have uh, typed it in wrong. Uh, 11.50 Too many Chiefs people. That's what I think. Chiefs are going to be the one seed. Do you know why I say that? Have you looked at the schedules down the stretch for Miami and for Baltimore? Have you looked at what they have left? Uh, Opposed to what Kansas City? Not this week. All right. Here's what Baltimore has left. Right now, they're the one seed. Mm -hmm. They 
go to the Jags on Sunday Night Football. All right. They go to the Niners. <laughs> they host the Fish. All right. And host the Steelers. Three and one. You think they're three and one? Could be. I hope so because if they're three and one, they will uh, get through unscathed. Here's what the Chiefs have: at New England, win. Home to Raiderville, win. Host Jake Browning, mm-hmm. and go to. Eastern Stick, <laughs> the Chiefs, and your LA Chargers, and your LA Chargers. Is that where Belichick can end up? Yeah. Does that? Am I? Am I divorcing the Chargers a year too early? Do I try oh, no, and make no, this no, work no, out, no, Trent? No, no, no. Do I try and patch this relationship up? No. Because I'm not, divorced. I, I know. I'm not. It's not official yet. Well, it wasn't very amplical because I saw a lot of your betting tickets. Trent, I have more Bengals and more Chargers. <laughs> oh, my God. Am I throttled. Jake Browning, Easton Stick. You needed a better my... divorce lawyer. That's what you needed. Oh, my God. You know what? I'm kind of glad. If Belichick shows oh, up no. oh, in no. Chargerville. Coming up this June, Ken Miller <laughs> makes his case. For the Chargers to win it all. Uh, John Bowenkamp will make his case that this Otani thing was above board. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Eighty. She's stinky. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. In Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. With you here until 1, Mitch Holtz's voice of the Chiefs coming up at 10 minutes before the top of the hour. Uh, Bill Seals on Iowa State, 12.05. David Kaplan, Chicago Sports, uh, coming up here at 12.30. Right now, let's talk to our friend John Bowenkamp. Uh, we're going to put the baseball on the back burner. I do want to talk about it. You shouldn't. No. <laughs> Cheat organization, <laughs> despicable. Nah. Ruining baseball. They have Dodgers. ruined baseball. It's getting worse. They're about to sign glass now. Rosarena's posting pictures on Instagram, making it hinting that he's headed to the Dodgers to play with Otani. You're the Yankees, John, and that's, uh, that, that's not a, a badge of honor. Either you're the George Steinbrenner. Do whatever it takes. Let's buy a champion. No, no, this is Ewing Oil stuff. This is J.R. Ewing <laughs> stuff that we're doing right now. So this is all so, a dream is what you're saying? God, I hope so. This is good business. This is good business. What it is, so. uh, was there ever a time, go go to Friday afternoon. I we, we I punched out at 102 on Friday. Mm-hmm. I, had, I headed in the car, I headed back to Ankeny. I was convinced Otani's on that plane. He's headed to Toronto to sign with my Jays. 
Did, were you ever that, oh, my God, I can't believe he's not going to be a Dodger? No, I, I was more like, okay, that's where he's going to go. That's where he's going to go. We'll do something else, you know. Um, but it was funny to watch it because that was that was college football coach search. Yes, that's true. On. Yeah, and it was like, and it was like, and it was, we've done, I mean, we've all done this at some point, you know, with, with all the coaching searches we've dealt with over the years. So it was kind of funny to watch it, and the story was really funny when it all kind of played out on who it was and all that. Yes. Um, I was still laughing yesterday that there is a radio guy in Toronto that still believes this was a conspiracy because same agent. Tani and the, yeah, well, Otani and the guy were on the plane run from the same uh, agency, yep. you know. So, um, so it, it's funny. To, it's been funny to watch. Like I said, it was like watching a coach search, you know, during college football or basketball. Tracking so planes, like, yes, <laughs> yeah. It's so, good stuff all the way around. You know, it's something that felt like it was destined, you know, over the last couple of years. We saw what the Dodgers did this past season with payroll, a lot of one-year deals, things that they can get off the books and stay under the luxury tax threshold. It does change, obviously, the equation of the way baseball is. But one thing, when we saw that $2 million a year and everything else deferred, we thought that's all was going to count against the tax. That is not the case. $46 million a year. But they still have wiggle room, at least for this year and the next couple of years. They still have wiggle room, which is just absolutely crazy. Their TV deal, and I know it's not widespread across cable and direct TV out in Los Angeles and across California, but the backing that they have, it's not like the Twins have with Ballets and what we saw with the Padres. Right. Who owns that? Because the company that owns what is Dodgers TV, it's like a huge corporation, right? They're not going bankrupt. They're going to be fine. No, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but if you look at it, if you look at it from a business perspective, it, they, whatever money they've spent, and let's just say it's a $70 million a year contract, whether, you know, no matter how it's mm-hmm. played out, that's what it's going to be. Think about the attendance. Think about now the worldwide exposure that you get. Um, that, and that's merchandise sales, that, you know, and all that other stuff. You're going to make a lot of that money back. Uh-huh. And so, I mean, really, it is a business investment that over the next 10 years is going to pay back a lot of that money that they're going to have to pay him. So in, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, that, that's where this is. This was, this, was, this was marketing. This was, you know, I mean, this was, this was more than just a baseball decision. This was a business decision. And, and, and they're going to take advantage of every dollar they can get out of that. Did it, does it seem, looking back on it, that um, I don't want to say it was a foregone conclusion because I do think he kicked the tires, um, but uh, that the Dodgers were always the overwhelming favorite to land his services. They've, they've always wanted him. I mean, they wanted him when he was in high school in mm. Japan, and they wanted him when he came over. And How did they, they miss on him the first time, John? Do you remember? I, if I remember right, I think it was just the Angels offered more money. And, and I and I think that was what year was that? God, was it 2016? Maybe. And I mean, and that was at a time when I mean the Dodgers were winning, but I mean you, they were pairing him with Mike Trout, you know. And then the the, I, the thing was, you're going to be playing with one of the greatest players in baseball. We're going to build around you, which anybody who knows the Angels organization knows that's not how they do things. And I think they sold him on a lot of things that that didn't come to pass. And I think that was just how they beat him the last beat him beat them on it the last time. 
$20 million posting fee. It was the highest ever at that point uh, that mm-hmm. went to his old team, and that's uh, that's how the Angels eventually landed him. It's going to be wild and more money to spend for the Dodgers. Must be fun as I watch oh, it is. my team. <laughs> Cutting and cutting payroll, but that aside, I've got a bag of pot, I've got a bag of cans. I can all right, up. all right, knock it off over there, bowling okay. camp. Let's talk about anyway. the Hawkeyes and okay. uh, the offensive coordinator search. Scott Frost name is, is, is that true? Yeah. Oh, I don't buy that, but um, I find it interesting. I guess here's my thing, and everybody keeps bringing up. I think Kirk knows who he wants, and I think I, I, I just think it's all going to play out as soon as the bowl game's done. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything mysterious. But now, I might be shocked, you know, when this is all over with. But I just think it's somebody he knows. I think it's somebody that he knows will run, you know, the offense the way he wants to run, and he then they're going to develop players better than what they have here in the last couple of years. So, like I said, I think he knows who he is. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, Again, nothing would surprise me anymore. Nothing surprised me anymore. But but it would surprise me if it wasn't somebody that he really knew that had some sort of relationship with. Was the Scott Frost thing? Was that just? Uh, did you or do you think he threw his hat into the ring? Well, I would anticipate. Yeah, it very well could have been just a reaching out. Scott Frost reaching out to Kirk to and Kirk, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm interested. What would it take? Those kind of things and those conversations. And it very well couldn't even been for the offensive coordinator. Him trying to get oh, back okay. in the game. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and right. hey, do you have some advice? The clapping thing, I think, uh, painted the light of Scott Frost, at least from Iowa fans, complaining about that, then Kirk basically making fun of him after the game. I think it painted a picture that wasn't exactly there, but Scott Frost, he's got some rehabilitation that he has to go through. But he's got a pretty good, I mean, he's, he's a good play caller. Yes, he is. Did it Oregon? He's yeah. got a really good rep. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, before he got to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, the worry the worry I have with somebody like that, I mean, with somebody like him, is if they do hire him, it might be a really good hire, but the fan base would be looking at it as he's a Nebraska guy. And, you know, and I don't know if it's one he, they could sell. Now, Now Kirk doesn't worry about that, obviously. But it, it does kind of just add to the uh, drama that I don't need and we all don't need at this point. So um, we'll see how it kind of goes. But, uh, I, again, he's got a resume that's, that's mm-hmm. not I mean, it's nice. I mean, it's a nice resume. Forget what happened in Nebraska. Look at what else he's done. It's it's a, it's an interesting resume all the way around. Who do you think some of the names are, John? Have you heard any? I mean, is Paul Chris legitimately interested in this job? Have you heard? I don't know if he's legitimately interested, but I do think it's a name that, that probably has, has crossed Kirk's mind. I mean, I, I think he's, I mean, obviously knew him, you know, from being at Wisconsin, knows what he does, knows knows what kind of offense he wants to run, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think that's a name that comes up. I, you know, do they do they look in house? Do they promote John Budmy? I don't, you know, Ugh. I don't know if he's ready for that. I don't know. So, so we'll kind of see where this goes. But like I said, I think Kirk has a pretty good idea where he's going to go, and it's going to be somebody he knows. It's not necessarily a connection to the program, but it's going to be somebody that he knows and is comfortable with. You know, when you started seeing some of these offensive coordinator names out there, and they were getting hired by somebody else, and of course everybody was acting like, you know, oh, oh he could have come to Iowa. He probably wasn't even on Kirk's radar, just because maybe he didn't know who he was, didn't know, he didn't think he would fit in that sort of thing. And so, like I said, he's going to keep this one pretty close to 
to home. He doesn't get out of that comfort zone a little bit. Slade Nagel, uh, Tulane's co-offensive coordinator, that's been bandied about, and he is not going with Willie Fritz to Houston. All right? Yeah. Connects in some dots there, and there's apparently some kind of connection to a past staff member. That's why Slade Nagel, really the last couple of years, his name has been out there. I brought up guys like Matt Drinkle, who was a student assistant at Iowa back in 2002, uh, names like that, who's currently at Army. and go all over the place, but at this point, there's got to be some kind of connection. I mean, I just can't see at approaching 70 years old, Kirk Ferentz just going with a guy he has no connection right. to, absolutely nothing, those off-the-wall kind of, you have to find the connection. Is that fair to say, John? Yeah, you're going to find a connection, and you're also going to find one that's not going to bring any sort of drama. Mm. You know, and... and I well, mean, Chris. It was so, yeah. Well, and yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, it, 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 somebody, you know, it's so funny when Dana Holgerson's name yeah. came up, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. um, I, I mean, Dana's a Southeast Iowa guy, love him to death, but nah, that's not going to happen. So, um, But, again, if it did happen, it would be hilarious. So... Um, I just, I, I'm really curious to see where this goes, but I do think it gets done very quickly after the bowl game. Uh, it's a question that's going to get asked uh, literally hundreds of times between now and whenever Caitlin Clark does decide to make the announcement public regarding her future plans. Um, Indiana seemingly, I mean, there's checks a lot of boxes for her to go there. Uh, all of her national endorsements will follow her to the WNBA. Nobody knows what what uh, what she's going to do. I would be surprised, John, if she comes back to Iowa. Where are you at this point? I still think it's fifty fifty, and you know I, I will say this about it: if if you look at who is pulling her to the WNBA, you know ESPN is pulling her. Well, that's because they're not getting her ratings this year because they don't have the big right. 10 right. Yep. You know, Indiana's pulling her because their franchise really needs, you know, some sort of spark to it. And the league is pulling her because they want the ratings. Lisa Bluter's not pulling. I mean, she's saying, look, we want her back, obviously. There's no doubt about it. But when she, you know, if she decides to leave, we've had one of the greatest players ever in women's basketball for four years, and we're very thankful. For that. So it's really kind of interesting to see the dynamics, and I'm not saying that, that influences her to go to the WNBA. It might also influence her to say, look, I want to stay in, in, and stay here and, and try to do one more year and see where it goes. I think it's still 50-50. I really do. I, I, I mean, and, and whatever she decides, it's not a bad decision. No. It's, it's a good decision. So, I mean, we all wish we were in a place in life mm-hmm. where we, we could make whatever decision we make is the, is, is the right one and we'll still be better off you know, one way or the other. So I still think it's 50-50. John Bowen, Camp Associated Press, HawkeyeNation.com, IowaCollegeHoops.com. John, thanks for jumping on. Appreciate a few minutes today. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We don't talk to you beforehand, okay? Thanks, John. Yep. Have a good one. Yep. Good to talk to you. John Bowen, Camp, as we check in on the Hawks. We'll check in on the Chiefs. Mitch Holtis is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's with us next. It's Miller and Condon on 106.3. bets off. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time to talk some Chiefs with the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. He joins us. We catch up uh, on the Chiefs on a weekly basis. Hello, Mitch, Trent, and Ken. How are things? Uh, well, rolling, man, scrambling, fighting, digging, clawing, trying to stay ahead of your Broncos. I can see the Cheshire cat smile <laughs> that you've got winning six or seven games. And, yeah. and, uh, we're trying to, trying to get this done and dealing with teams getting, uh, extra days to prepare. Yeah, I'm so sure. Another shocked. team that's got 10 days to prepare for us, but we got to figure this out. Uh, two <laughs> epic coaches might be the last time. Who knows? Yeah, it seems like it. Although you know what, the, one of the rumors, Mitch, is is, um, and I know San Diego, San Diego, uh, the Chargers uh, have a coach at this point, but might not. And right. apparently, Belichick might be interested. Wouldn't that be something if he got to the AFC West? Ooh. Oh man, oh. just load it up even more. Yeah, and you'd have. But guys, really, when you think about this, and you guys are both historians and love the league, this is Don Shula against Tom Landry. Yeah. This is Lombardi this against Hallis. That's, that's great. When yeah. we're number three. In all-time NFL history, is Belichick and wins, mm-hmm. and number four is Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to be on opposite sidelines, and who knows whether what happens with Belichick or if he goes someplace or retires or whatever. This might be the last time. That's that just gives some extra magnitude to this game, which already has enough magnitude. The Patriots are very good defensively. We know the offensive struggles that they have, but I mean the game plan is pretty simple, right? Ugly this thing up keep it a four-quarter game, hang around and make plays, and the plays that the Chiefs had made in past years haven't been happening as often here in fourth quarters as we saw a week ago. Well, you just described, though, Denver's approach. Mm-hmm. You just described, really, Philadelphia's approach. You, you think it's something different, but it's not. You just described Green Bay's approach uh, that worked three times for victories, and because you've got a team in New England that showed some life, just like Denver showed life in the 19-8 loss back in October on a Thursday night. They didn't trade their guys off, and now look what's happened. They've won six of seven. Well, New England's not going anywhere. They're eliminated, but still, lots of pride there. But they can run the ball. Ezekiel Elliott looked good last he week. He did. Bailey, yeah. Zapp, Bailey Zappi's good enough to win this game. And you've got a defense that's given up 11 points on the average the last four weeks. Yeah, Trent, that's enough. That's, it was enough for Denver. It was enough for Green Bay. And it could be enough for New England if the Chiefs don't, you know, get after these guys. Uh, day off yesterday, I'm assuming, for the Chiefs. So back at it today to begin preparation for this game. How big of a talking point is it, do you think, with Coach Reed? Are these guys are pros and it's, are Sundays already behind them? Uh, because that one has to linger, I would think, a little bit. Does Reed try and get their attention and to make sure that, that, uh, that there is no hangover from the end of the Buffalo game? Ken, how many linger games can you have, though? Because if they don't drop the ball against Detroit, they win. They're going to kick a field goal. They're only down one. If Denver's probably got them, but there's still a drop touchdown, there's a drop 
pass on the way to take the lead in that game. Uh, you drop the MVS pass against uh, Philadelphia, or yep. you probably won that game. Yep. And here's another one, right? You, you've got the game won. A penalty took it off the board. So what you have to be careful of, your question's a very good one, but when it's, it's a boiling pot, right, you're thinking, oh, well, wait a minute, this has happened four times in the five losses. You have to eradicate that thought and completely redo it as if the season starts now, which in essence it does. And so, yeah, it's a key point. It's, it's on your veterans. It's on your coaches. But there have been four of the five losses have been like the loss to the Buffalo Bills because you had a team with two weeks to prepare for you, a really good team, desperate to win, and you had them beat. Yeah. You had them beat and let them off the hook. So got to lock in here against New England because this will be a hard game. Mitch, it was difficult for me to swallow. Somebody that respects Patrick Mahomes, loves watching him play, his reaction, not being upset on the sideline, but continuing talking to Josh Allen into the press conference after the game. There's been benefits to Kansas City throughout the years, and of course calls that have gone against them too. That's just the nature of football, but I thought it was a bad look. And for somebody that's neutral, I'm not a Broncos fan, I don't cheer for anybody in the AFC at West, I'm just a neutral fan. I thought it was a bad look. Did, what was your takeaway in the aftermath after the offsides that was, wasn't, and obviously was called on the field? Would have been a bad look the week before if you just said, hey, that's DPI on the Packers. That would have probably set up a game-winning touchdown. I mean, would that have been a bad look? Yeah, I think so. It's okay. The Chiefs well, have benefited. Here's, and here's, here, here's, here's the thing about this last game, and, and, it's, a, and it's a correct call. I, I don't necessarily think it's a bad look if Pat's trying to get the attention of the league, because here's what's bad about that game, Trent. The offside penalty is defensible. But there's about six others, and I can give them both sides. This isn't me just being myopic for the Chiefs. They miss spot a punt. They call a, a clear incompletion, a fumble, which allows, I mean, Creed Humphrey has to run up the field 25 yards to try to tackle the guy, and that's where you get linemen hurt. Um the neutral zone infraction play. There's others that were good. It was just a game that was very administered, not great. Mm-hmm. There was a missed spot of a punt. A punt goes out of bounds. Now, you know this, whether you're watching Dowling or, or the Colfax Mingo Tiger Hawks, <laughs> if a punt goes out of bounds and doesn't land in the field of play, your back judge, your side judge, is running up the sideline, and your white hat tells you where it went out of bounds. Well, a fight kind of, or a scuffle breaks out, and the back judge leaves where he's supposed to spot the punt to break. They can't figure out where to spot the punt. Wow. That's the kind of stuff that will take you over the edge. And that's not something that myopic for the Chiefs. That's just something the NFL has got to understand and, and tighten it up because these athletes are Olympic caliber athletes, both sides. And so is it a good look, bad look? I'm going to tell you, I think it was a way of Pat getting there somebody's attention. So, uh, We're running out of time. Pacheco, what, what's his status, do we think, this week? Too soon. Okay. Uh, I know I, you know I love to give you answers at, at noon on Wednesdays, but sometimes that's too soon, and that's too soon there. But I do know Nico Romigo is going to be big next year. He just walked by me right now. He's going to be huge next year. <laughs> anyway, uh, the point is uh, too soon to tell uh, on that. But I think, they, I think Tranquil's got a chance of coming back. They get, they'll, be, they'll be in better shape. Spot, but they need Pacheco for sure. Good stuff. Uh, so is Papa John's good stuff. Let's spend our final oh, yeah, 30 sure seconds is. on them. No bad call there, man. No, no bad call. Good. Administrative mess ups. New, new, new. Chacaroni. I mean, it ought to be your Christmas 
dinner. You know, that's really. a great point. What happened to the turkey? No, we just got shakaronis and Twix bar pizzas here for you from the Donaldsons. And so, yeah, check them out at PapaJohns.com. And Trent, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, I hope you understand where I'm coming. Oh from. yeah, I think he has stayed silent probably far too long. Fair enough. Weeks Mitch. and weeks and weeks. Yep. So, it, yep. All right, boys. See it's on. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Mitch. Hour two next. Miller and Condon, one hundred six point three.